0: Patriots, Patriots. Assemble. assemble We don't, we mess, don't mess around, around. We, don't we, don't time. Time. we don't waste time Over here, Over here it is hard line, our line. Let's go, go. Let's go.
1: Power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the The, people.
0: the show let's get started (laughs) (laughs) greetings and good day to all of you ladies and gentlemen out there i am jason your co-host with our sovereign lord and savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most and he is the most high. He is in charge and he is in the captain's chair at the helm and behind the wheel. Therefore, he is steering this great ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome to His Hard Line. Today is Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. And you are listening to episode 574. Uh, Oh, I did not change it here in my notes here, but it's called What Lies Beneath. Not a plea to God, because that was yesterday, but what lies beneath, and we are going to be doing a reading out of Psalm chapter 45, but before I go any further, I want to make sure I don't sound like I am in a tunnel. How do I sound today? As the Does the podcast sound better? Because before I go further, I want to make sure we're good, because <laughs> yesterday I got perfect, like I got, seemed like I got through. <laughs> okay, good. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I have to make sure I stop my computer or shut down my computer on a daily basis, like actually shut it down and not let it go in hibernation mode because I've noticed that for some reason, if I don't do that and I go on the air and just take it out of hibernation mode it, rather than shutting it down, something wonky goes on with the, uh, with the audio. I don't, I have, it's the darndest thing ever. I don't, I don't know. I haven't figured it out why that does that, but you know, it doesn't it nonetheless. But anyway, so, Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You guys might be wondering, why is he saying good morning? Because uh, I said it in the chat. Um, <laughs> we went out to eat. We went uh, today's Taco Tuesday at one of our favorite, ta- you know, uh, Mexican places called Taco Jalisco. And uh, I ate one too many tacos and got very, very full. So we got home. I grabbed a pillow from the couch and I just took a nice little snooze. Uh, On the floor. Meanwhile, Haven's outside riding a bike, and my wife is outside. (laughs) My wife is outside watching her and grounding and just enjoying some sunlight. And uh, I set a little alarm that went off to go, you know, be on the air 10 minutes to seven. Well, apparently it went off, but I decided to hit the snooze button. Like I'm actually sleeping, sleeping. (laughs) So Katie comes walking in about, I don't know, 12 after. She's like, hey, I'm like what because you you're still doing a podcast I said yeah why well you're late I'm like yeah tell me something else that I don't know and I looked at the clock I'm like oh crap I'm like I'm already late for the podcast I'm like oh boy so here we are so uh good morning <laughs> so, so quickly, real quick, as my daily disclaimer, I want to clarify that I am not a doctor, a holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or a bar lawyer. I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer any legal advice. I do not have a political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter Uh, corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI, which by the way, hello, FBI or CIA, if you're listening, because you know what your crimes are and you know what you're complicit in. But while I am the member of of the Michigan General General Assembly, and I do advocate for your participation in the local General General Assemblies, I am not the face or voice of any national, state, or county assembly. I also want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American State National, or excuse me, the American State's Assembly, the National Liberty, uh, Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, or any other organizations outside the Michigan model. And I have never participated in a fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR Bobby Lawrence or David Strait and Company. And furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence unless you get in my face or you harm my family. And please note that I am, The opinions, thoughts, and statements that I have are expressed here on this show are solely of my own unless otherwise referenced. So there you go to all the Karens and Darens out there. So, whew, what a mouthful. But I feel like I have to say that. I feel like I have to say that because there are so many groups out there, ladies and gentlemen, that you have to watch. You have to watch what you're getting yourself tied into. There's so many groups out there, okay? So before I get it, discussing anything of actual real relevance i forgot to tell you guys yesterday with yesterday's show maybe because i was dealing with audio issues but this was kind of interesting so over the weekend as you know we we you know we had a nice long weekend and we went to go to the cottage which my in-laws have and it's not really that far away from here you know a 40-minute drive north from where our house is And up in, uh, in that area where the cottage is, the family cottage is, is it's pretty much like little Amish town, you know, little Amish country you got, it's actually pretty cute. Um, if you go to the grocery store, which for us is Meyer, there is a Walmart, but Meyer, it is so Amish that they actually have little covered, uh, I don't want to say stables, but that's like the best way I could put it. Like they have a parking area for horses. Basically, it's amazing where you can park your horses for the Amish and they go shop there. Um, It's literally like little Amish country up there. So anyways, they have a grocery store up there. They have a little like farm and supply type of store. So my friend, Matt, who lives up that direction was telling me if you ever get hungry for a sub sandwich, you got to get it from that little Amish grocery store. He said, they're like five bucks. I said, oh, okay, cool. Sounds like a good idea. So for lunch the other day, when we were up there, I'm like, hey, we're going to go get some subs. Who wants in? And so it was me, my father-in-law, and my wife. So we ended up going to the little country Amish little grocery store. <laughs> and My wife, she says, ha, time for Sleeping Beauty to go read the Bible. <laughs> yeah, you're funny. You're funny. And you know what? You know what? Hold on. Wait. (laughs) We're going to have, it's time for a bug a wife segment. Hold on. Let's see. Pick up. Hi. Hey, lady.
1: Hi.
0: Well, that was weird. It didn't even ring. Uh, You beat me to the punch. What are you doing? Grounding. Well, this is the bug a wife segment. So you're going to be grounding and be bugged.
2: You, you won't bug me long.
0: I'm on seven percent. Seven percent. Don't you ever plug your phone in?
2: No,
0: <laughs> lady. What the heck, man? <laughs> so wait. You know what? This is gonna be perfect because I was just gonna lead into this. So you remember when we get when we got sub sandwiches at the Amish place? I do. And then you remember when we left, and then we saw the place across the street. It was like a little farm supply shop, and the sign out there said Dairy Dew that I thought was ice cream.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. And then we walked in there yeah and what was all in there like we saw horse saddles we mostly horse
2: supplies
0: yeah it was like a lot of horse supplies ivermectin which yes by the way guys we bought some ivermectin horse paste because you know the news media says <laughs> that that's disgusting and we're a bunch of weirdos for doing that so we bought some and it's apple flavored um but yeah so we walked around the entire store and it was pretty cool
2: yeah
0: right Mm-hmm. Very cute, very charming. You could buy seeds there, like real seeds, not that GMO modified crap you get from like uh Lowe's, right? So I think we're gonna be getting our groceries, our our grocery, our uh our our garden Teeth. seeds there next year, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But then what did we see that I was insistent on getting? No. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had the coolest belt there, ladies and gentlemen. And, and and when I say a belt, it's not just any belt. It's not a belt that will fit through your belt loops that you have on your <laughs> jeans. We're talking about a belt that looks like something Santa Claus would wear because it's so thick. And, babe, what made this belt so special? Tell the people. Nothing. Oh, that's a lie. That's a... That's a lie. You know that's a no yeah alvin shut up you know that's a lie here's what made that belt so special ladies and gentlemen this thing had a built-in custom built in this four inch maybe even five inch thick santa claus style amish made leather belt a built-in harness a holster (laughs) for a six shooter revolver perhaps maybe the judge that I want to buy I said babe look at this thing I could get the judge and I could put it in here I said this would be such a conversation starter everywhere we go she tells me she goes now if you ever ever want to see me in public with you ever again you you will not buy that right am I right is that what you said yes you you won't you won't see me in public but i said oh i'm like but wait a minute i'm like but this this is a great belt and then i went over and i grabbed a flat brimmed black amish hat and i put it on now that really did it for you didn't it Mm -hmm. oh yeah that was pretty that was pretty sexy wasn't it sure sure You didn't like the you didn't like the black-brimmed amish hat that i tried on no oh what what you, i can't sport that no oh lord so anyways so we ended up getting our horse pace i ended up not buying the belt because it was too obnoxiously obscure for her
2: <laughs> it, it was, was at, at least five inches thick it wasn't
0: it, look, that belt was a one and done. I would never had to have any other belts going forward in life.
2: You wouldn't need another belt.
0: I know. That was a great belt, and it had a hip holster for a gun.
2: I don't care if you go buy another gun. I've told you that. You're not the belt. <sighs> can't. If you buy the belt, I won't go in public. I don't care if you buy it. Don't, don't stand next to me.
0: Oh, damn. <laughs> so, anyways, I'll have to take it. But- a-
2: you also have to share the rest of that deal. If you buy the belt and the gun, I get another gun, and I get the cash for whatever the belt is worth.
0: That's right. So, ladies and but gentlemen, you also
2: can't stand next to me in public.
0: No, no, no. You, I, no. That was a stipulation. Nope, if get, no. If you get no, no. <laughs> fake news. You, I said if I get that belt and I get no. that gun, and you get the same gun, you get a ju- or whatever a three fifty no, seven, whatever. Okay, you don't want the judge, whatever. That's that's good cuz i'll be the only one with the judge i'll be the judge jury and executioner yeah but you get your little 357 but that was the stipulation i get the belt and you have to stand next to me and you have to like it no yes you do <laughs> yes you do oh lord okay i guess the bug the wife segments done i <laughs> <Okay. laughs> love you bye
2: love you bye
0: but this belt ladies and gentlemen i can't tell you how awesome this belt was I saw this thing and the guy, the, the Amish gentleman behind the counter, he goes, well, that right there, because I asked him, I said, is this for sale? He goes, well, it is if you can, if you can, if it fits you. But he says, we, we typically custom make those to fit you specifically. I said, wow, I'm like, that's pretty amazing. Well, anyways, <laughs> so Katie puts up here, my wife, she puts a, a Santa Claus emoji. We left our, our state meeting uh on saturday and i'm not going to name names but somebody up there happened to have one of these kind of belts except it didn't have a gun holster to it but it was a thick belt it looked like a santa claus belt we get in the car my wife says okay so and so had a very very thick belt like the one you want you can't buy that belt because now i saw this guy have that belt and now that's all i think of you cannot buy that belt I said, oh, my damn it. I'm like, he just took all my fun away. This belt is great. I'm going to go back to that Amish store, ladies and gentlemen. I'll take a picture of it and I'll post it on Telegram. You'll see exactly how awesome this is. It is just, it is outstanding. (laughs) She, it's so embarrassing. She would not stand next to me. Figure that one out. (laughs) But I thought, I thought maybe. If I wore the, you know, the black brimmed hat that the I the Amish wear, I thought maybe I could pull the whole get up, to, you know, together. But I need the big, thick beard that has to grow down to my belly button. I need one of those first. And then I think I can get it going. I think we'll be solid then. So, okay, continuing on. <laughs> i tell you, my wife, I don't know how she puts up with my shenanigans. I really don't. Um, so before we get into the Bible reading of Psalm 45, she says, "Nope." <laughs> I want to play a quick two-minute video. Maybe you guys have heard of this. There is a large lawsuit that's going on with a lot of the, um, with a lot of major brand hotels out there, for a couple few reasons. One of them, I believe, is for uh, the fact that they have a lot of hidden cameras in these hotels. Another one is actually for being a party to. Uh, human trafficking. Let's give this a quick listen to. This is actually pretty troubling.
2: Yo, TikTok. I know a lot of y'all travel. A lot of y'all like to be on the road. And a lot of y'all get hotels and Airbnbs. But what I need y'all to know is this is a list of hotels. You got the Hilton, the Wyndham, the Daisy and the Super 8, Best Western, Red Lion, Marriott, Choice Hotels, Extended Stay America, and Motel 6. What do all these hotels have in common? They're all being sued right now for human trafficking. They have been participants in human trafficking. But wait, that's not all. In some of these hotels, they have found tunnels in the closets that go underground that led to missing children. Hey, do your own research. As you can see right here, the lawsuit has been filed against major hotel companies, including these, for allowing trafficking to occur on their property and profiting from human trafficking. Also, these hidden cameras have been found in a lot of these hotels as well. The traffickers use these cameras to spy on you and to see who they can kidnap. This is a coat hanger. This is a camera that looks like a plain screw. You would never know. you have they- People, you have to check your rooms for cameras. Also be aware of hotels that offer free shampoo and some conditioners, because a lot of these containers will have shampoo in them, but the base of the container is a whole camera system. So be careful at Airbnbs and at hotels everywhere. You can actually buy a device that will scan a room and let you know if there are cameras in the room. And it will show you where the cameras are. And for reference, this is a hotel in Florida that had a hole in the closet that they went through and they found children way down that tunnel where they would kidnap people that checked into these hotels. Wow, that's insane! That is
0: absolutely insane. Now, again, this is some TikToker. I don't know exactly what um, you know the you know what, what exactly specifically he's talking about, but I guess the the lawsuits are against um, Hilton, uh, Wyndham, Days Inn, Super Eight, Best Western, uh, Red Lion. Never heard of that one. Uh, Marriott, Choice Hotels. Extended Stay America and Motel 6. Um, now, I'm not sure what choice hotels are. Hopefully, it's not like Holiday Inn or Holiday Inn Express because that's typically what I like to usually stay at is usually the Holiday Inn Expresses. Those are usually typically nice. Um, but yeah, suppose that's a, that's a, a lawsuit that's going on. And I tell you, this is very troubling. Now, I'm sure not all of these hotels have underground bunkers and, and tunnels for child trafficking. I'm sure that's probably more... Uh, what do you want to say prevalent, probably closer to like the Southwest, you know, by the border, I could see that being a thing down there, but I'm, I'm I highly doubt there's going to be a tunnel, you know, at your local Hilton here, you know, in, uh, in, in, you know, Grand Rapids, Michigan. I don't know. Maybe, maybe so. I don't know. But like he did say, do your research, do your research. Okay. and, No matter what hotel, even if it was a hotel that's not even on this list, and I'm going to do some research on this, there is a device where you can sweep the room and find any type of, um, you know, uh, well, hidden cameras. And so maybe I should do some research on that because I wouldn't mind having one of these because we live in such a messed up world now anyways. And with the kind of travel we do, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea. But some of the video uh, that he was showing, some of the footage on this video, I mean, literally screws that have a hidden camera in the head of it. You would never know. That's insane. I tell you, I tell you, it's a very, very sick world we live in. So let's get into the Bible reading. Psalm 45, um, and this one is about 17 verses long. So Psalm 45 out of the New King James Version Bible, starting with verse 1, and it reads, My heart is overflowing with a good theme. I recite my composition concerning the king. My tongue is the pen of a reader of a ready writer. You are fairer than the sons of men. Grace is poured upon your lips, therefore God has blessed you forever. Gird your sword upon your thigh, O mighty one, with your glory and your majesty. And in the majesty ride prosperously because of truth, humility, and righteousness. And your right hand shall teach you awesome things. Your arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies, and the people fall under you. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. All your garments are scented with myrrh and aloes and cassia. Out of ivory palaces by which they have made you glad. Kings' daughters are among your honorable women. At your right hand stands the queen in gold from Ophir. Ophir. Listen, O oh daughter, consider and incline your ear. Forget your own people also and your father's house. So the king will greatly desire your beauty because he is your lord. Worship him. And the daughter of Tyre will come with a gift. The rich among the people will seek your favor. The royal daughter is all glorious within the palace. Her clothing is woven with gold. She shall be brought to the king in robes of many colors. The virgins, her companions who follow her, shall be brought to you. With gladness and rejoicing, they shall be brought. They shall enter the king's palace. Instead of your fathers, shall be your sons, whom you shall make princes in all the earth. I will make your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore, the people shall praise you forever and ever. And that is the reading of Psalm 45, verses 1 through 17. So, um, I'm just looking at the chat here. So, Choice Hotels, back to that last video, somebody, my mom, actually, Coastal Runner, my mom was doing a quick little search. So, some of the Choice Hotels would be brands like Comfort Inn, uh, Quality Inn clarion sleep Inn, mainstay woodspring uh econolodge and roadway Inn. wow roadway we have a couple roadway Inns actually here locally i mean we have more of, of the other you know we got these other hotels too but uh we have a roadway in just right up the road from us and one there in coopersville which is interesting so wow huh yeah it's it you know and, but you know what this doesn't surprise me but you know because a lot of these hotels look sketchy and you can't tell me you're going to make a living off of being a hotel owner on some of these sketchy looking rooms. I mean, because some of these rooms could be like 50 bucks, 60 bucks a night. You can't sit there and tell me that they're making a killing off this. But maybe, maybe so. I don't know. Unless you got some sort of exemption where you don't have to pay taxes for seven years. But, you know, I digress. But, yeah, so I guess, you know, I guess Holiday Inn Express is all it is. You know, that's I guess that's the only one we're going to be staying at. Uh, She says, yeah, and roaches are free. (laughs) (laughs) Roaches are free. That's good stuff. I like that. (laughs) Stupid. Uh, But that's true. I mean, it is true. The roaches do come free. You can probably even take a couple home as a pet. So, so Psalm 45. (laughs) a nice visual come on kids let's go to the let's go to the roadway Inn, guys we're gonna go spend the night over there before we get to wally world tomorrow guys and but but before we leave grab your favorite cockroach and we'll make sure we buy an aquarium for them and uh, you can have yourself a free pet we'll call him uh never mind i had a bad word in mind (laughs) Destry says joe's apartment Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! You know it's funny you say that, lizzie Liberty. She says in here in the chat, get an RV. So, little side note, we'll have a little squirrel moment. I'll allow a little squirrel moment for a minute. We went to the campground where my sister-in-law and um, my wife's cousin were at, and their kids and husbands, and and so, anyways, um, they have pool behind. So one of them has a pop-up camper, and another one actually has a real, uh, an actual camper uh, that they tow with their Jeep Liberty. And it's it perfect because they have three kids, two adults. And it's not like the Taj Mahal or anything, but it's perfect for them because, you know, you can do your food prep in there. It's a good place to rest your head, be comfortable, and store your stuff. But it's not a place you are like hanging out inside. I mean, it's very small. You have to hang out outside. I actually thought about getting one of those. I don't know. But but then you got to worry about paying, you know, extra money on where to store it because we live in an HOA. We can't just put the thing on the side of our house. Oh, no, we'll get a lot of hate mail for that one and fines and all that other good stuff. But, uh, you know, you got to love America. You got to love America. You know, the only place where you can buy a house and pay HOA dues and be subjected to another set of rules and bylaws of the HOA, you do something and fart the wrong way, you get sent a letter in in a fine, and they threaten to put a lien on your house if you don't pay that fine. You know, so God forbid you have a camper, that's relatively small, 24, 26 feet. And you have it even behind your house. Forget on the side of your house. You have it behind your house. You'll get some care and that'll call on you. And be like, um, um, excuse me, HOA company? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, yeah, the Joneses have a camper in their backyard and it's such an eyesore. I can't take it. Like, I could see that being a thing. So anyway, <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned RV because we kind of thought about that. But Psalm 45 is, I tell you, my squirrel moments can can be very, very stupid. Um, But Psalm 45, that's a remarkable composition of sorts, that um, it celebrates uh, the glories of the Messiah, and it portrays a very vivid picture of the Messiah's relationship with his bride. Now, some scholars say that it is believed to be um, a royal wedding a royal wedding song right sung with great joy and splendor now the psalmist in this particular case who is deeply moved and inspired by the holy spirit begins by expressing the overflow of his heart and capturing the essence of his devotion and admiration for the king now the psalmist extols the unparalleled beauty and charm of the king who surpasses all human beings in fairness and grace Now, the king's lips are also anointed with divine favor and blessings, um, marking him as a a recipient of God's eternal blessings. Now, the imagery of the king girding his sword with glory and majesty signifies his role as a mighty warrior, armed with truth and humility and righteousness. And he rides triumphantly on a mission of justice, teaching all inspiring truth with his right hand. Now, as the psalmist progresses, the focus shifts to the divine attributes and eternal nature of the king's throne. And so the king's reign is depicted as everlasting and marked by righteousness. Now, his rule is accompanied by a profound love for righteousness and a deep disdain for wickedness. And God, the king's own God, Anoints him with the oil of gladness, elevating him above his companions. Now, the psalmist then turns his attention to the bride of the king. Now, the bride of the king symbolizes the faithful fl- uh, followers of the Messiah. Now, the daughter of Tyre, or Tyre, I always, I never knew how to really pronounce that, but it's spelled T Y R E, but Tyre. Uh, representing the Gentile nations approaches with gifts signifying the honor and homage bestowed upon the king by all peoples. Now the psalmist calls upon the bride to listen and incline her ear, urging her to leave behind her previous allegiances and dedicate herself wholly to the king, her lord, meaning she has to leave behind her father's house and everybody that you know she once knew because the king's desire for The beauty of his bride stems from his divine authority over her. Now, in the final verses of this psalm, the psalmist highlights the glory of the royal daughter within the palace, adorned in clothing woven with gold. Now, the bride, accompanied by her uh, virginal companions, is brought before the king in a grand procession filled with gladness and rejoicing and this triumphant entrance into the king's palace signifies the joy and fulfillment of being united with the king. Now, ultimately, Psalm 45 provides a poetic portrayal of the Messiah, uh, exalting his beauty, righteousness, and eternal reign. It presents a vision of a divine and loving King adored by his bride and anticipated by all nations and the psalm evokes a sense of reverence awe, and devotion inviting readers to worship and honor the messiah who brings salvation joy and eternal glory amen yeah when i read this psalm this morning i tell you i i was really kind of excited to see kind of what the what the summary would kind of bring about here but when i read that i was like this is kind of an odd psalm because you read the previous ones, you know, that lead up to 45, you know, they make sense. But then you read 45, Psalm 45, and then it talks about this. It's like, whoa, like this came out of left field. Like, what is this even supposed to teach or what does it mean? But there you go. So now I didn't really have too much of a big discussion today lined up, but there is an audio piece I wanna play. We're gonna touch in in and out of it. It's about 10 minutes long. Um, which kind of leads into the title of the show, What Lies Beneath. Now, just a little quick show update for tomorrow. Now, I will have a podcast tomorrow. I'm not sure exactly what time. Just depends when I get walked through the door because it's going to be an early show tomorrow because I will be preoccupied tomorrow evening. So tomorrow will be an early show. Um, it will be live. It just I'm not sure exactly what time. It might be either 3 or 3.30. But it's probably more than likely just going to be a Bible reading, maybe a little discussion about a couple things. I'm not sure. I might have a couple audio pieces, but it's not going to go for an hour like I typically do. Watch, I say that now. Watch tomorrow. It'll be like an hour and 25 minutes. Watch, that's usually how it works. But it'll be earlier tomorrow because I am preoccupied tomorrow evening. And then remember, now tomorrow's Wednesday. Now, Thursday is horseback riding day. Um, so, and that's also the state assembly call that day as well. So I'm not sure what time I'm going to do a call that day or a, a podcast that day as well. But somewhere in there, I don't know, maybe that might be a skip day and then I'll just do one on Friday morning. That's probably what I'll end up doing because Thursday evening is just going to be jam-packed already between horseback riding lessons and uh, you know our state conference call. So that might be just like a podcast-free day. So I'll wake up and I'll do a podcast on Friday morning. But tomorrow will be an early one. Okay, tomorrow will be an early one. Like I said, July and August are still busy months. I do apologize for it, guys. I apologize. There's been no consistency lately over the last, what, month and a half. And I do apologize. But I will say this. It is for good reason. I'm not doing it just because I like the party. Okay, there is good reason behind it. A lot of it's because of family, but then a lot of it is also because of other things that need to get done and some of it is assembly related so just believe me when i say it's it's not it's not because i don't feel like being on the air all right so let's get into this little audio piece here because this is pretty interesting this is pretty interesting uh what lies beneath and what it talks about is the vatican now there's always been a lot of conspiracy theorists out there that always talked about what lies beneath the vatican and there's a lot of people that claim that you know lucifer and or satan um resides underneath the vatican now remember guys i grew up catholic okay but uh the more i learn the more i dig the more i start shying away from religion as a whole not just catholicism but any religion any structured religion because if you think about it denominations denominations are basically groups of people divided you know, you got this denomination, you got that denomination, you got this. De- no, we're just supposed to be God's people. We're not supposed to be Catholics. We're not just supposed to be Lutherans. We're not supposed to be Mormons or, or Jews or whatever. No, we're just God's people who follow Jesus Christ. But where all these denominations came from, I don't know. To me personally, I think that's an, another mechanism that they, being the cabal and international bankers and people who want world domination, was a mechanism to to that they, um, how do I want say it, that they invented to yet again divide the people. A, a nation divided against itself cannot stand. We are not meant to be separate. We are meant to be united, ladies and gentlemen, and these denominations do a good job separating us. Political parties do a good job separating us. Having social classes do a good job separating us. Why do you think they try so hard to try to push people to do weenie snip and tucks and be transgender because they want us to be divided yet again. They want to pollute the mind. They want to destroy the family. They want to prevent family bloodlines from continuing on and spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. But more importantly, they want to stop the unity. They want to divide. This is why news media is so good at pumping up the racist narrative. They're assholes. We are not meant to be divided folks. We are God's people. We were all supposed to be united. And it's sickening. Let's listen to what, what lies beneath the Vatican. Let's give us a listen to. Absolutely. Very real. As to the devil's presence in the Vatican, he says that's no surprise. He once had to perform an exorcism on another exorcist.
1: The first thing we need to do if we're going to find out if the devil is at the Vatican is take a tour underneath the Vatican. As we arrive underneath the Vatican, we see that it's laid out in a number of rooms marked by letters, as we can see in this aerial view map. Now we will be exploring some of the rooms in this map. Let's start off by looking in room C here. As we look into the room, we see that this is a mausoleum of Lucius Tullius Zethus. The Vatican goes on and explains that this room was used for offerings to the dead we read view of the north wall and mosaic floor in the corners of the mosaic floor there are eight marble squares with circular holes through which offerings to the dead were poured during the funeral rites carried out in the burial chamber so here we have a room where offerings are done to the dead that's pretty common in catholicism Now if we look in the next room, room E, so here in this room they have a vase which has the image of a Medusa. So here underneath the Vatican we have a Medusa. Again, we ask ourselves the question, this is a vase, yet it's kept underneath the Vatican. This could have easily been removed if the Vatican was a holy church, you would think that they would have done this. You think underneath the Vatican they would have things that are sacred to Christ and not foreign gods, not idols and images of foreign gods. Now as we move down further to room H, here we see that this is the mausoleum that is one of the largest and most luxurious mausoleums underneath the Vatican of St. Peter's Basilica. It says that it was built at the beginning of the second half of the second century during the reign of Emperor Marcus Aurelius and belonging to a freedman of the important Valeri family. And as we're in this mausoleum, we see that there's lots of idols from the old Roman Empire. We ask ourselves, why does Rome keep these idols down underneath St. Peter's Basilica? You would think if they were Christians, they would want to clean all this out. I can't imagine anybody who has a true church would keep idols in their churches especially pagan idols left over from a bygone pagan era. But here we have the Vatican keeping many pagan idols underneath St. Peter's Basilica.
0: I got to tell you some of the pictures I'm seeing here is pretty creepy of some of these statues. A lot of these are like statues of heads and they look like children. It's really, really creepy i'll post this video on telegram so you can watch what i'm watching but yeah this is very very creepy
1: here is a idol the vatican is displaying of a head of a child in gilded stucco and a lock of a hair typical of one initiated into the cult of isis and this particular idol is an idol of a boy who was initiated into the cult of isis if we look in this room we see that some of the stucco decorating the walls. Here we have a personification of Oceanus. You Remember the New Testament book of Revelation says that a beast comes out of the ocean. So we say, why is the Vatican having these foreign gods underneath its basilica? Why is it protecting them? If it was a true church, it couldn't be doing it for the sake of art, especially with all the evil things that are happening in the Vatican. And as the priest earlier said that evil does exist, the devil is real, as he admitted. But the hypocrisy of all of this is that they have all these evil images and idols underneath the Vatican of St. Peter's Basilica. We also see two figures of genuses with bat wings also portrayed on the walls. Again, this is supposed to be a holy church, and a holy place. Now this is supposedly all there for many, many years. As we move into the next room, room I, the details of the mosaic floor with Mercury and Pluto's chariot, they go on and explain that this theme is an explicit reference to the overcoming of death and the return of the afterlife. They describe it as a splendid mosaic floor of Mercury is depicted carrying a caduceus, with wings at his ankles, walking in front and a chariot. Yo, TikTok, I know a lot of y'all travel,
2: a lot of y'all like to-
0: I can't believe I just did that, hold on. Let me go and back
1: And a chariot ahead. carrying Pluto and his wife, Persephone. So here we have all these Roman gods underneath the Vatican, images of foreign gods. Well, as we move to the next room, we find out why They keep all these idols down there in these images. As we move to room U, here we find the shock of all shocks. Here on the wall, it says there is a depiction of Lucifer. That is, the light bearer, the morning star. On the opposite of the wall, there is a drawing of Vesper, the evening star, cosmic symbol of the human life cycle. We find out that when we get to room U, here we have a clear depiction of Lucifer underneath the Vatican at St. Peter's Basilica. We ask ourselves, why are they keeping this image of Lucifer underneath the Vatican? Again, you would think if you're a Christian church, you would not want to have any of these images. Now, we know that they'll go on and say, oh, well, we're saving it because it's a unesco heritage site or something like that this is always their excuse saving it for the sake of art but for the true christian this is not an excuse because we know if you're giving glory and propaganda to false deities and false pagan gods what are you doing you're in essence supporting the evil spiritual realm this cannot be from god and since rome claims itself to be the one true church you would think they would lead by example. But what kind of example is this? That You have a depiction of Lucifer underneath the Vatican for countless hundreds and hundreds of years. Now this image here underneath the Vatican has been there since their claim, which would be Constantine. We would know that he was the first one that built this uh, basilica. And so again, we ask ourselves, why are they keeping this depiction of Lucifer underneath the Vatican well we think the answer for why all these images idols are kept underneath the Vatican is because what we're dealing with here is we're dealing with an apostate church that has always been apostate and even now as it is filled with Freemasons and so we know that the reason why they're keeping all of this there now and they're actually revealing this on their internet website is because they want people to see this. They want people to see what they're really all about. For the masses who believe that Rome is still a pure church, they don't mind deceiving them into believing that they are still a Christian church. As you go down underneath the Vatican, down into the next rooms, they will try to convince you on this tour that you take that Peter is buried down there in one of the rooms and that this gives credence to following the Pope. But we ask the question, why would you want to follow a Pope who has all these evil things underneath his church? It's very clear by this depiction of Lucifer that the devil is in the Vatican. He's hidden way down underneath the Vatican at St. Peter's Basilica. Now, if you are a Catholic and you are watching this video, we want to encourage you to come out of that church. As you can see from these images and these idols that are kept underneath your church we would hope that you would soberly think about these things and ask yourself the question if my church is a true church why is it promoting these things why does it even want people to see these things we would hope that you would hear the exhortation of revelation 18 verse 4 where it says and i heard another voice from heaven saying come out of her my people that you may not participate in her sins And that you may not receive of her plagues, for her sins have piled up as high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. And we can also imagine what kind of things are done down there underneath the Vatican in secret when people aren't looking. And we want to say in closing this video that God's judgment does sleep, and sometimes it sleeps for a long time.
0: Yeah, it's very, very interesting. I mean, sometimes it sleeps for a very long time is what it was going to go out to say. <clears throat> there is without a doubt a lot of evil that is depicted in, above, and below the Vatican. It's no secret. Um, I forgot what the hall is called. But the hall that the Pope, so I guess when the weather is bad and he can't be out on his Uh, whatever you want to call his balcony right there on the square where everybody likes to go out in the courtyard, right. And look up to him. Right. Um, I guess when the weather is bad, that little hall that he goes into for those to, to that he addresses that hall looks like a snake head. So that's another creepy depiction. Um, that that's part of that whole thing. And then there is, uh, I believe in that same hall, um, where the pope talks and addresses the the people there is that uh what is that statue it's like a a sculpture which supposedly is supposed to depict the resurrection of jesus christ but when you look at that sculpture that sculpture just looks like a bunch of uh snakes woven together and it makes a very 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 creepy looking sculpture it looks demonic in nature it doesn't even look joyful it looks nothing like what god would actually want us to um i I don't know what the word is but the sculpture to me when you look at it screams everything opposite of what god would represent and what the resurrection would represent the resurrection is supposed to represent beauty it's supposed to be um joyful and glorious When you look at the sculpture, it is completely opposite of all those things. The visual of it is just disgusting. Here's something else that you might find interesting. That same sculpture, if you take an image of that sculpture, you divide it in half, get rid of the right half, take the left half of the image, duplicate it and reverse it and put the reverse side on the the missing right side. You look like it's got the head. It looks like the head of Baphomet. It's insane. There is so much evil that I think is tied to that Vatican. It's not even funny. Now, what I also learned today, and I have to look further into it because I was looking a little bit further into the Vatican stuff. I think it was Pope John Paul the first. I want to say. I think it was the first. Hold on. Before I start spouting out fake news, let me just do another quick search. Uh, Let's go to fakegoogle.com. Uh, Pope John Paul the uh, one uh, death. I want to say Pope John Paul the first. He was in his office, if you will, for thirty three days. Yeah. So, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm just trying to look here. Hold on. Let's do this. How many days as Pope? That's it. Yeah, it was John Paul I. So, Pope John Paul I was in office, if you will, or his papacy, whatever you want to call it, for 33 days. So, from when he got sworn in, or whatever you want to call it. To when he died, because he died September 28th, 1978 in Rome, he had a 33-day pontificate in 1970. It's the shortest term that any pope has ever had in the Vatican. Now think about that number for a second. 33 days, do you think that was a sacrifice or what? I mean, when you look at the, you know, the Freemason stuff and you look at the skull and bones and and, and all the numerology and, you know, everything about these people and what they try to represent using the number 33, you can't tell me that's a coincidence. Now, supposedly, and I don't know too much of the story, I still got to look more into it, but the the reason why he got killed off is because he realized and saw what kind of corruption was going on at the Vatican and was going to blow the whistle and therefore they realized what he was going to do and they decided to basically JFK him. And they got rid of him. What did John Paul I know for them to want to get him out? 33 days from taking that seat. Makes you wonder. So anyways, all I'm saying, guys, look, and if you're Catholic, look, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm sorry because I'm not. Because I grew up Catholic. My wife grew up Catholic. We have a lot of family members that are Catholic. So I'm not going to sit here and apologize. But what I am going to say is you should do your own research. You should go do your own little digging because I'm going to tell you right now, I've never been a big fan of denominations. I've never been a big fan of quote unquote religion. It's all designed to divide us and not unite us. It's all designed to get us to argue about the minutia about what to believe and what not to believe. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, it's all about Jesus Christ and believing in him and turning over and surrendering your will and your life 100% over to God. It should not matter crap else about anything beyond that now yes we're all going to have our different beliefs does that mean we have to have denominations and, and separate ourselves and 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 attend you know services uh from other brothers and sisters that might have a different outlook and belief no that does not mean that's what we need to do but yet that's what they would want us to do because they don't want us being united Because again, if we're divided on multiple levels, it's easier to control us. It's easier to pit each other against each other. And therefore, when we are looking at each other as the enemy of one another, we won't look at the puppet master up above pulling the strings and actually seeing who the real enemy is. One day I think this world's going to wake up fully, but I, I don't think we're there yet. We're not there yet. We need to wake up. What lies beneath? hell that's what truly lies beneath here's another little interesting little factoid do a little digging on this <clears throat> i forgot what town it's called uh, but it's out in arizona i want to say it's somewhere out there at some observatorium but the vatican actually owns one of the largest uh space i guess i don't know if you want to call it a hubble telescope not a hubble but basically an observatory telescope out in the western part of the united states and guess what it's called i'll give you a guess. Before I tell you, anyone in the chat, do you know what that telescope, what the name of that telescope is, is named? And it belongs to the Vatican. I'll give it, uh, I'll give it 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7. Uh, what comes after 7? <laughs> Shut up, Alvin. I know. 6. Yeah. April got it. Lucifer. That's right. The Vatican owns a telescope and an observatory out in the western part of the United States. I believe it's either Arizona or Utah, somewhere out west, and it's called Lucifer. Well, holy crap, and slap my face. Who would have thunk? wonder why they would have, well, number one, I wonder why the Vatican would be so enthused to have a, their own observatory um, with a telescope to look out into space i wonder what they're needing it for number one and number two i wonder why they would call it lucifer makes you wonder do your own research folks all right let's do a little prayer real quick Okay, so Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you yet again for another day and another uh, uh, an opportunity to have another good show. We pray for the growth of this podcast that we call Your Show, His Hard Line. Thank you so very much for the opportunity to be able to be on here and spread the word of you know, well, you, your word, God's word, and we um, just pray that we're continuously always living in the light and we are doing our best to live according to Your will. Some days it's hard. We struggle, we stumble, and there's a lot of traps and snares set out there in the world for us because we know what Satan wants. He wants our souls. He wants us to fall. He wants us to get away from following you, God. We understand how this game works. Maybe not to the tune that we probably should understand it, but we understand that he does not want us to draw near to you. So we just ask that you continuously guide us, guard us, help us. Guide our thoughts, our words, as well as our actions, and just help us to help others be steered towards you. And we pray all of this in your holy son's name, Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, if, if anybody actually has something that they're going to put a prayer in the chat, by all means, go for it. But yes, amen. And I hope you all have a great night, great day, wherever you're at in the world. Sorry for being a little late. I was a little sleepyhead. Uh, just taking a nap on my living room floor. And then the wife had to come over and come inside and and interrupt nappy nap time. She said, Hey, wake up. I'm like, what? because you got a show to do. I'm like, ah, no, five more minutes, (laughs) five more minutes. Leave me alone. But, uh, anyways, I am going to be hopping in the shower and I'm going right to bed. I am tired today, folks. And I am super full because I had eight tacos. From our favorite Mexican joint, Taco Jalisco. My mom knows what that place is. She loves that place. She loves the margaritas and the quesadillas there. They're really, really good. But, uh, yeah, I'm super full. I'm going to take a shower. And I am going night-night. So I hope wherever you're at in the world, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a great day, great night. And remember, now, remember, this is my favorite verse. And I haven't said it in such a long time, but I feel like I have to say it. Remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. He is with us wherever we go. We don't have to be in a church. He is with us wherever we go. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. And we will see you back here tomorrow afternoon. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, we are firm. We are steadfast and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. I'm talking to joining Joining us us here here at his His heart line we'll see you you back here next time bye Felicia